shout of praise. Clap unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. Yes. I love it. 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 Awesome. Once you high five your neighbor, say, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. 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 I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to have you stand for about three and a half more minutes. Uh, but if you can't grab your Bibles, come on. We're going to ask the Lord to continue to be in this place as we open his word. And uh, I'm just so honored that you're here. And uh, the last day of the year, and there's this many people at church, both, I'm just going to tell you, both experiences, services, crazy, just great. So excited that you're here. And uh, we're going to make room for some more people to come. And so I hope you continue to invite your friends. I, saw, I told it to the, everybody uh, in the first service, like, hey, next week, don't show up alone. Like, you can show up. Yes, yes, yes. I want you to show up alone, even if you do. But bring somebody with you. We're starting a new series. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But we're going to be in today to finish the year in Genesis. So we're going to start the, at the first book on the last day of the year, all right? So Genesis chapter 37. I'll give you a chance to get there. Genesis chapter 37. And if you don't have your Bibles with you, I encourage you every single week, we're going to open our Bible together. We're going to open God's Word together, and it's going to be a great time as we just happen to see what God is going to speak to us today. And I'm asking that He would pour His Spirit out on this place, that literally people wouldn't be able to drive by this place without being drawn into this parking lot because the Spirit of God is here. As we worship Jesus, as we honor Jesus, as we lift up that name, that that's the name above every name, right? And we're going to worship Jesus, and we're going to do that. And I just believe that the Holy Spirit in 2024, it's going to be a wild year. I just believe it's going to be an incredible ride. And I'm excited that we're going on that journey together. So if you're there in Genesis chapter 37, say, I'm there. All right. If you need a second, say, hold up. I think everybody's ready. Here we go. Genesis chapter 37. We're going to be in verse 5. I'm going to read just three verses with you. We're going to talk about a guy that I just believe that we can learn from on this last day of the year. Genesis 37, verse 5. Everybody say, I'm ready if you're ready. All right, here we go. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain, and suddenly my bundle stood up, and all of y'all's bundles gathered around and bowed low before mine. Come on, how many of y'all know that's not a way to greet your friends or your, or your, or your family at Christmas? All right, yeah. Okay, but he said that. Watch what his brothers say. His brothers responded, so you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think that you, our little brother, I'm adding that, will reign over us? And the Bible says they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way that he talked about them. And I just had a feeling today, again, this last Sunday of the year, I just felt, again, the Lord were kind of impressing on me. It's not a series that we're in, but just a standalone message that we're, we're speaking on today. But I just feel like there's some people that may have walked in this place today and man, man, 2023 started out good. You thought it was a dream. Like, man, you had a God dream that God was speaking to you, something he wanted you to do that would make a difference for him. But by the end of 2023 on today, you've lost that dream or you've given up on that dream or you said, you know what, no, God could never use me. And I just got to just encourage you today on this last day of the year as we start a brand new year tomorrow that you got to dream again, that you got to dream again. And I just believe that the Lord's going to speak to us today. Come on, are you expecting God to speak to us today? I hope you came in this place ready for that. But let's pray one more time, and then we'll, we'll hang out together for a few minutes. God, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. Pour your spirit out in this place as we open your word and talk about what you have for us today. In Jesus' name that we pray, and everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, tap your neighbor. Say, you sound good, and you look good on the last day of the year. Go ahead. Go ahead. You sound good, and you look good on the last day of the year. Awesome. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, again, I'm so glad you're here. If I've never met you, my name is Dustin. I get the chance alongside my wife, Allie, and our family to lead here at Purpose Church. Just thankful for you. What a year 2023 has been, right? It's been a wild year. I don't know what your year might have looked like, but uh, I, I'm just so thankful just to start a new year tomorrow. It's going to be great, and I'm believing 2024. I, I just got to say it, and I'll say it again even at the, at the end of my message, that the best is still ahead. That God is just getting started with you and in you. And if you and I will open ourselves up to whatever he wants for us, if we'll listen to him, listen to the Holy Spirit, I just believe 2024 is going to be off the charts. It's going to be great. It's going to be one of those years that God does. And we look back and say, wow, look at 2024. And I'm excited about that. But i got a question for everybody in the room. We got anybody that loves to sleep in the room? Come on, somebody. Come on, wave at me if that's you. Come on, anybody think about that nap this afternoon. Come on, somebody, right? You're thinking about getting horizontal. Anybody love a good getting horizontal on a Sunday afternoon, right? Turn football on. How about them Cowboys? All right, so turn football on. I'm so sorry. I know we got Detroit fans in the room. I'm so sorry I threw that in there just then. I'm very, but but I like to get horizontal on a Sunday afternoon. Anybody anybody just love getting in that sleep where you start dreaming? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Even on a Sunday afternoon, right? If you're in a Sunday afternoon nap, any dreamers in the room? Come on, wave at me. Any REM sleep people? All right, rapid eye movement, you're there. How many of us have ever had some crazy dreams? Anybody had crazy dreams in your life? I think we all have. I think uh, there's actually some common dreams that a lot of people have the same dream or something like it. Have you ever heard of this before? That there's like th- these common dreams that everybody seems to have. And I want to ask you if you've ever had these kind of dreams. You ready? Has anybody ever had the dream of you falling off of something? Anybody? Come on, wave at me if that's you. This is an all skate. This is everybody participate. So if you've had it, you've got to wave at me like this, all right? All right, you've had that. So you fall and you like jump when you get there, you know what I'm talking about? I've always heard if you land, you ain't waking up. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. I don't know if it's true. All right, how many of y'all have ever have ever um, uh, had the dream of your teeth are falling out? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Did you know that's a com- – look, I mean, look around the room. That's a common dream. I've never had my teeth falling out of my head in a dream. None. Not at all. That's wild. That's awesome. I love that. Did you know um, that, there, that maybe, maybe you've had this dream? Uh, has anybody ever had this dream where you showed up in a public place, but you have no clothing on your body? Anybody been there? Okay, thank God you got some on today, all right? Uh, I'm really glad that that's just a dream, okay? Um, that's great. Anybody ever had a, a dream of being chased by something? Anybody? Come on, come on. Yeah, that's a scary one right there. I like it. Everybody, a lot of people had that one. I like that. Okay, this, this last one, and this is one that Allie and I, we joke about a lot, because what happens is, is that Allie may have a dream, and then she wakes up, and now she's mad at me in real life based on her dream. Come on, somebody. Anybody been there? You know what I'm saying? Like, baby, I ain't even doing that. Why are you mad at me first thing in the morning? Looking at me like you're mad. Guess what? That was a dream, girl. This is real life. That ain't happening. Anybody been there before? Know what I'm talking about? All the men in the room know what I'm talking about right now. Okay, all right. Uh, so, so I think a lot of us, if we could just be honest, there, there's these moments in life where we start to dream, right? We have some dreams, and we kind of have some common dreams in the room. I think that's cool. I think that's fun. I do want to just tell you something about dreaming, though. I just believe that the older you get, the less you dream. And I'm not talking about the dreams that we just talked about. I'm actually talking about the God-sized dreams that he's put on the inside of you. I think a lot of times what happens is, is we love to, uh, when we're young and we're, you know what, when you're innocent and you're thinking about life and you're thinking about what God can do in you, or maybe you're a, a brand new Christian, or maybe you haven't had a lot of things happen to you in your life, you've got all of the faith in the world, right? I've got all the faith in the world that this can happen. Like, whoa, man, i got a dream from God that God is going to speak through this or he's going to do this or he can use me to make a difference in this area of my life. But I found out that the older you get, it's sometimes more likely that you're dreaming less and less the older you get. 
And again, I'm not talking about the dreams that you get while you're on your pillow. I'm talking about the dreams that you get from God downloaded on your spirit. And I want to challenge some of that today because I think a lot of times we do, as the older we get, we think, you know what, it becomes a little bit monotonous. Our faith becomes a little bit monotonous. We're just going through the motions. I got a nice 401k. I settle in a little bit, and I begin to just be okay with just the everyday ordinary things, that I'm okay with just getting by. But I just believe that today, on the last day of the year, as we start a brand new year tomorrow, that it's time for you to dream again. Somebody say, dream again. Somebody say it like you're about to start dreaming again. Somebody say, dream again. Yeah, I'm about to start dreaming again. I believe that God speaks through visions and dreams where he is going to speak to you. He wants to use you to make a difference for him. Acts chapter 2 says this, that in the last day, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people, and your sons and daughters will prophesy Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. And my job today, I believe, as your pastor, as your spiritual tour guide, is to get you to dream again. I want you to get back to that place in your life that you had those passions for God and the passion that God put on the inside of you that lined up with his word, at every breath of his word. And I want you to get that fire back. I want you to get that passion back, and I want to help you not give up on those dreams. All right, is that okay with everybody? Just kind of put my goal out there in front of you today. Is that okay? About six of us. Is that okay? All right, good, good, good. I love that. So, so we're talking about this guy named Joseph. How many of y'all have ever heard of Joseph before? Come on. And I'm not talking about Jesus' stepdaddy. Come on, somebody, right? You know what I'm talking about? We just got done talking about Mary and Joseph and Jesus and the birth of Jesus. Yes, that is a Joseph, but I want to rewind it a little bit to the Older Testament, this guy named Joseph. We're going to call him Joe for a little bit today, okay? I, I want to let you know that Joseph, Joe, actually uh, takes up about 13 chapters in Genesis. So Genesis 37 all the way through Genesis chapter 50. And what you'll find out is that there's more information in the Bible about this guy named Joseph than there was about Adam and Eve, about creation, about Abraham, Noah, and Moses. Can you believe that, right? That's, that's kind of wild to think about, that there, there's this one guy named Joseph that literally Genesis spends 25% covering this guy, and I think we got to talk about him. Joseph had a lot of brothers. We see that in the scripture today. We see he had a lot of brothers. He actually had one sister as well. And I want you to see that his daddy, Jacob, Jacob was his dad. And what I want you to know is that the Bible is full of wild stuff. You need to put the TV show down. Don't worry about reality show. Pick up your Bible. Start reading from Genesis chapter 37 on to Genesis chapter 50, okay? Because you will find out that Jacob, which is Joseph's daddy, had two different wives and two different side chicks. Come on, read your Bible. It ain't boring, all right? Just going to tell you. But, but what happened is, is that, that, that Jacob had that, but his favorite out of all of them was this guy named Joseph. Favorite son, favorite offspring was Joseph. And Joseph's daddy gave him an Armani suit coat. Come on, somebody, right? He gave him a coat that was co- like all kinds of colors. How many of y'all have ever heard of Joseph and the coat of many colors? Anybody out there? Okay. This is the same Joe we're talking about. This is the same guy we're talking about. It's a loud coat. And Joseph, he was a dreamer, y'all. Like he had some dreams. And we see that. We read that at the beginning of today. And one night, the Bible says, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Like, like, and he says this, listen to this dream. And I got to thinking about it. If you and I are going to live a life for God that is going to be outside of just our own strength, we got to begin to dream about what God can do in and through us. 
So we got to begin to do that. And it all starts with a dream. I'm going to challenge you with that, that it's got to start something that you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. you got to be listening to God. God, what is it that you want to do with me? What is it that you want to do in me that is impossible for me to do on my own? That's impossible for me to do. I want you to be the one that is doing it. God, give me the dream. Give me the, the, the idea. God, give me the motivation to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I can to follow after you. And this is what I know is that when God gives you a dream, just like Joseph, you can't help but tell somebody. All right, come on, tap your neighbor and say, I'm going to scream my dream. Go ahead and let them know. I'm going to scream my dream. You're going to scream your dream. You can't help yourself but tell somebody when you hear from God, you can't help but let everybody else know. You can't help but do that. You'll be at the Kroger's or the Dollar General. Come on, somebody. And you'll be like, yo, i got to tell you for a second because God has been speaking to me. Come on, you ever been there? Like, man, I'm telling you, I'm believing, though, as we head into 2024, that there are going to be people that are dreaming and vocalizing the dream that God has put on the inside of them. That, yes, 2024 is going to be a year that we decide to go deeper in our faith with God. That we are going to say, God, wherever you call me to go, I'm saying yes on the first time, not the fifth time. I'm going whenever you tell me to go. But I also believe that 2024 is going to be full of people that are screaming louder the dream that God has put on the inside of you. And I'll just tell you all, this place all started with a dream. We had no idea what God was going to do. And I'll just tell you, I'm dreaming again. So y'all just get ready. It's about to get crazy, okay? Like, I just got to, I have this God dream that revival is coming to Murray, Kentucky. I've got this God dream that prodigal sons and daughters are going to come back home and find Jesus and meet Jesus. I've got this God dream that generational curses are falling off in Jesus' name. I've got this God-sized dream that we're going to put shoes on every kid's feet in Callaway County in Murray, Kentucky. And I've got a God-sized dream that, guess what, one day we'll have properties and buildings that will be able to hold thousands of people that will be filled with people dreaming and listening to the dream that God has put on the inside of their heart. And it all starts with a dream. And I'm trying today to get you to dream again. Come on, if you're feeling that, if you're thinking, you know what, I'm beginning to dream again today. Come on, can we thank God in this place for that? Because this is what I know. It starts with a dream, right? But it can't just stay a dream. That's just a fantasy, right? Then it's got to have some action to it. can't just be a dream. you got to live it out. we got to walk it out. Okay, I have a dream, Justin. Now what do I do? What's my next step? What, how do I keep from giving up on it? Because if we're all honest, we can have dreams. Like some of y'all got a dream that you got the membership for that starts tomorrow. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? $10 a month. I'm going to show up. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get 30 minutes of cardio. I'm going to do this. You got the dream. Anybody, is that anybody's dream this year? Come on. You can be honest. You can throw your hand up in the air. Go ahead. Okay, nobody in the room. We all just, just going to eat and just don't worry about it. All right, good. I'm with you. I get it. I get it. Like, I think a lot of us, we start the year off with a good dream, right? But come on, then January 2nd happens. Come on, somebody, right? Like, ooh, they brought donuts to the office the first day back from break, all right? And what happens is, is that what hap- we started with a dream. How do we not give up on the dream January 2nd? Like, how do we not give up on the dream halfway through January? How do we do that? And I want to help us with that because I'm just going to be honest. There are going to be days where you want to give up. Can I be honest right now? Is that Okay. There are going to be days in 2024 where you want to give up, where you and I feel like quitting. I'll just be honest, I have days like that also. And some of you may have come in the room today, and you came in floating in the room with that Christian smile on your face, and guess what? You had communion for breakfast. Come on, somebody. That's how some of us walked in here. 
But some of us in the room, we feel like, you know what, Lord, I, I don't know that I could do it. I don't think I could keep going anymore. And I'm dedicating this message today to every person that came in the room. You may be smiling on the outside, but on the inside, you're giving up. On the inside, you're throwing in the towel. And for a lot of you, it's not the fact that you may not dream anymore. You have dreams. You're just convinced that that dream could never happen, that God could not use you, that God could not speak to you, that God could not have, have something take place in your life that's, that's literally only God could do it. You, and you've convinced yourself or somebody or even Satan himself has convinced you that that could never happen. I just came to remind you today that it all starts with a dream. So you got to get that back. And listen to me, dreams are conceived long before they're achieved. Like you got to understand because I think a lot of us, we come in the room and we think, okay, I'm good January 1, I'm dreaming. And if I don't have abs by January 2, I'm done. Come on, somebody, right? Is that anybody else's philosophy or just me? Okay, like, yeah, I can eat the Christmas tree cakes that left over from three weeks ago. Sure. Okay, but, okay, let's be honest. Dreams are conceived long before they're achieved. Like, there's going to be a process that takes place. There is a space that's there. And one of my jobs, I feel like, as your pastor is to challenge you when you're in that space. It's to encourage you when you're in that space. It's to get your eyes focused on Jesus even when you're in the middle of that space. When you're stuck in the middle of a dream, what do you do? I'm glad you asked. Let's talk about it today, all right? So the first couple things you've already written down. I want you to write some more things down. And even if it doesn't start well, I don't want you to give up. So I want you to write that down. If it, even I'm not going to give up on the God-sized dream, the God-given dream on the inside of me, even if it didn't start off well. Come on, how many of us know what we just read a second ago? Guess what? Joe's life didn't start off very well when he had his dream, did it? Didn't start off very good. We saw it right there one night. Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, see, Joseph had ten older brothers. And can you imagine any older siblings in the room? Come on, wave at me. Any babies in the room? Any of the babies of the house in the room? Okay. Can you imagine for a second, you going to your older brother or your older siblings and saying, I just got to tell y'all a dream I had. Okay, yeah, cool. What's up? Yeah, what's, what's the dream? And the next thing you know is you're telling that person, you're telling your siblings, oh, well, guess what? One day you're great and all, I'm better, you're going to bow down to me. How many of y'all know there's going to be some hands flying in some rooms? You know what I'm talking about? Somebody going to start fighting you. Well, that's exactly what Joe does. Watch what he says. They hated him even more than ever. They didn't just start hating him. Hating him. They had already hated him. He's, he's dad's favorite. He's got this coat. It's awesome. They were jealous. They didn't like this dude. And he says, hey, I got this dream. Here's what it is. Y'all are all suddenly, my bundle stood up. Your bundle all gathered around and bowed low before me. And then watch his brother's response. They didn't like that. So you think you're going to be our king, do you? Do you actually think that you are going to reign over us? And again, the Bible puts this in there again. They hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. I want you to see that because I, I want you to know that there is going to be a time in your life where you, when you're listening to God and you're doing what he says and people around you start to mock that. Because that's exactly what begins to happen in Genesis chapter 37 verse 19. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Okay, here comes that guy, that girl that's got that God dream that no way it could happen. There they come. Here comes that person that's praying and believing that God is going to save their, their wayward son or daughter. Like the, the, they're, they're, there's a dreamer, there they come, and they mocked him. Has anybody ever felt that way? That when you get a God-sized dream and yet mocking is coming all around you? I think we've all been there. And I would just say, though, if I could just pause for a second, I would challenge that a little bit and say, first of all, I think that's an encouragement for you. 
that you are, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit and you're doing what God says, I just believe that he's going to speak to you. But I would say the reason that they're probably mocking your dream is because of their lack of dreams. And I want to I I just encourage you with that. At that. That mocking may be coming because guess what? They haven't heard from God yet. And, I, and that's nothing to hold over their head. That should just give you confidence to keep walking the way God has called you to walk. I'm going to encourage you with that. And what happens is here comes their solution. Here comes that dreamer. Here comes that guy with a big vision for his life and what God's going to do with her. Uh, and watch what he says. Come on, let's kill him. Let's throw him into one of these cisterns. We could tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. How many of y'all know this is a good moment to give up on your dreams? Right? Great time. If they're about to kill you, you think, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, that dream, just a joke. I was just kidding. Right? But I, but I want to tell you, don't give up even if it doesn't start off well. Joseph's didn't start off well. He had this dream. He shared his dream. It did not start off good. See, for a lot of us, We've had a dream or we had a moment where we thought, man, I want to do this for God. I know God is calling me to this. I'm believing God for that. And then what happens is Satan loves to bring up our past. Satan loves to bring up events in our life where we think, and what Satan loves to do is try to disqualify us from being used by God. And I want to challenge you and encourage you today that guess what? The Bible is full of people who were not the the, the best that there was at what they were doing. Like, literally, the Bible is full. Like, we serve a God who has a history of using people who have horrible pasts to do great things for him in the future. And I want to encourage you with that. If you look all through the Bible, you'll see the different characters of the Bible. And guess what? That's what they are. Bunch of characters. Bunch of, bunch of people that literally didn't have it all together. But God was saying to the narrative and saying to you and I, look how I still use that person even with all of their deficiencies. Joseph's one of those guys. You fast forward to the New Testament, you've got this guy by the name of Paul. Somebody say Paul. Paul was formerly known as the artist of Saul. Okay, come on, somebody, right? Like he was formerly Saul. And what happened is, you got to understand in the New Testament, Jesus has just ascended to heaven. Man, Jesus is incredible. He sent his Holy Spirit to the disciples, the followers in the upper room that we just sang about a second ago. And they were to go out and make a difference in their community. And there was this one guy, the new church of Jesus Christ was born in that moment. And what we see is that there's this guy by the name of Paul who was known as Saul at the time that said, no, 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 not on my watch. That ain't going to happen. I believe all of that is a cult. I believe all of that about following the way, this guy named Jesus. No, no, no. We're going to eliminate that. And so what he began to do is he oversaw the murdering of people who called Jesus the Christ. He oversaw that. He held the coats, the Bible says, of the stoning of Stephen. When they were stoning Stephen for his faith and him not renouncing that Jesus is Lord. No, he was declaring Jesus is Lord. He wasn't backing up on that. And Paul, Saul, was holding the coats while everybody threw rocks at this guy to kill him. I want you to see something in that. That guess what? That's not a person that we're hiring at the church. Come on, somebody, right? It's not somebody that we're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I would choose them. I, I would use. No, no, no. That's not who we would pick. But yet God says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use him. I'm going to get this guy over here. I'm going to meet him. I'm going to blind him on the road. I'm going to reveal myself to him. And Saul, now you're going to be known as Paul, and you're going to meet Jesus. And that's who God chose to use in order to get the name of Jesus out into the, the literally to us today even. That it has made its way all the way to us. They wrote 13 books in the New Testament, over half of the Newer Testament. This guy 
who was a, uh, I mean, a scoundrel before, is now used by God to do something incredible for him. It didn't start off well, but man, God used him to do something incredible for him. First Timothy chapter 1, he writes this and he says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me faithful, appointing me to his service even though I once was. Come on, do you have an even though I once was kind of story? Do you have a moment where you realize even though I once was this way, even though I once was a blasphemer, Paul said, even though I once was a persecutor and a violent man, come on, I want you to think today, it may not have started off well, I, but I have a even though I once was kind of story. And because of the grace of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done in my life, I am now on the other side of mercy. Like he says, I was shown mercy. Come on, is there anybody thankful for the mercy of God that was shown as their I once was kind of story? That's the God that we serve. And guess what? Don't give up on your dreams, even if it doesn't start off well. Even if it doesn't start off well. I want to tell you, too, number two, don't give up on your dream, even if the journey is full of surprises. Because I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be. 2024, excuse me, is going to be full of surprises. I can guarantee it. Mark it down. Take it to the bank. All right? Because this is what I know. I think a lot of times, if we could just be very transparent, honest, can we do that today? Honest, open, transparent, can we do that? Okay, cool. I want to let you know, I think there's going to be probably about twice as many days that you want to give up as you want to keep going. Can I be honest? Well, Justin, can't you be a little bit more positive? I'm positive there's going to be twice as many days that you want to give up than you want to keep going. I think that's life. That's where we all find ourselves. That's my, that might be what 2023 might have looked like for you, that two-thirds of your year might have been days where, man, you felt like giving up, and there's about one-third of that, 100-and-something days, where you feel like, ah, I can keep going, and I want to tell you, don't give up on the dream that God has put on the inside of you and what he wants to do in you and through you, even if the journey's full of surprises, because it's going to be. It is going to be. Look no further than our friend Joseph right here. You go and you follow the story from Genesis 37 on, what you'll find out is that Joseph, the first thing that happens to him, he had an older brother who had some sense in his head. He said, no, nah, let's not kill him. Let's just sell him into slavery. Let's just act like he was dead. Let's just put some blood on his coat and let's take it to dad and say all this. Let's actually put him in this big hole in the ground and then let's figure something else out after that, right? Thank God for the older brothers in the room. Come on, somebody. Any older siblings, thank God for you, okay? I'm the younger one. Thank God for the older siblings, okay? Like, like. And, and so that was great. I, I'm so thankful that that happened. But what happened was, was that this, this, these people came by and they saw Joseph in the pit. And guess what he been, ends up winding up happening to him? He is sold into slavery to Potiphar. How many of y'all know? Let's just be honest. Good day or bad day? That was a bad response. Come on. Come on. Good day or bad day? Bad day, right? Bad day. Well, uh, so now he is sold into slavery. Next thing you know, he is living in a strange country far from home where he doesn't know the, the, the language. He doesn't know the, uh, he doesn't have anything really that he loves to eat. Like you can imagine for a second, that's not a very good day either. Is it good day or bad day? Bad day, right? Then finally, as he is there, he's in slavery and what begins to happen is he finds favor in Potiphar's house that, that Potiphar sees the hand of God on Joseph's life. And finally, after some time, Joseph is actually elevated to the chief of staff. Come on, good or bad day? That's a good day, right? But if you look at this screen right here, two times bad, one time good. You're going to have twice as many days as you are going to have good, I promise. Even from the life of Joseph, 
We can see it. We keep following his story. What happened is, and I'd like to call it, this is a great episode on the desperate housewives of Egypt. Come on, somebody. Because what begins to happen is Potiphar has a wife, and I like to call her Hotifer, because she was hot for Joseph. Come on, somebody, okay? She had the hots for Joseph. Joseph is serving Potiphar. Potiphar's wife looks at Joseph and says, hey, I want him. And what happens is she comes on to Joseph. And as she comes on to Joseph, Joseph's like, no, 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 no. I can't do that. I love God. I'm faithful to God. I'm faithful to your husband who happens to write my paychecks, okay? Like, like he's my employer. I can't do that. No, no, no. And she comes on to him again. And what happens is he turns to run away. She grabs him by the nap of his coat, takes the coat off of him. He's running. I don't know. He's running, okay, he's just running, and he goes, and she didn't want to be embarrassed, so she hollers out, and what she does is she falsely accuses Joseph of of committing rape and raping her. Come on, how many of us know that's not a good day either? Bad day, right? Come on, say bad day. Bad day. So then, because of his consequence, what does Joseph happen to wind up in? Potiphar puts him in the worst prison that he can find for doing what he said that his wife said that she did to him. So he finds the worst prison, puts him in that prison. How many of us know that's a bad day, right? It's a bad day. What happens is Joseph begins to gain favor in the prison. Ultimately, he sees that the hand of God is on his life. And then one day he is put in charge of all of the prisoners there. Come on, is that a good day or a bad day? It's a bad day that you're still in prison, but it's good that you're in charge of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, we call it that. I want you to see on this screen right here, two out of three. Two out of three seem bad. One out of three is good. I want you to see that. I want you to see that there probably is going to be some ups and downs on this journey. The dream has still not come to pass yet. The dream is still there. The dream has still been spoken. The dream is still in, in the in the in the in-between time. And yet this is going on, and Joseph remains faithful in the middle of it while he's in prison. There's this guy who's a cupbearer who who happens to be uh, like kind of the right-hand man for the king, and Joseph has found favor with him, and Joseph interprets some dreams for the cupbearer, and when the cupbearer is about to get released from prison, he's like, yo, don't forget about me. Tell everybody. Tell, tell them what's going on. Tell them what I helped you with, and guess what? The cupbearer gets released, and then guess what happens? He forgets about Joe. Come on, it's a bad day. Forgets about Joseph. Forgets about him. Next thing you know, the cupbearer does get released. He forgets about Joseph. Joseph remains in prison for two more years. Good day or bad day? Bad day. Once you see that, I want you to understand. Bad couple days, you know what I mean? Two years of bad days. And then what happens is I want you to see something that takes place is that as Joseph finally is remembered that he can interpret dreams, he interprets Pharaoh's dreams, what begins to happen is he finds Pharaoh with favor. And then alter uh, Pharaoh with favor. Favor with Pharaoh. There we go. And then what Fa- uh, Pharaoh does is he puts him in charge of everything second in command to him. So come on. That's a good day. Okay. But I say all that to say this. If you look at the life of Joseph, Joseph had this dream from God, yet in the middle of life's ups and downs, full of surprises, Joseph never gave up. Joseph kept pushing forward. Joseph kept his integrity, didn't sell out when everybody else might have sold out. No, he kept following God. And I just believe that, again, there in our life we can learn from something from Joseph in the fact that there are going to be probably twice as many give up and bad days as there are go on and good days. And it's why we need this message today. 
That's why you need to hear this as we enter into another year, that there are going to be days that are bad. There are going to be days that are good. Well, then encourage me, Pastor. I got you. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. My favorite verse in the Bible when it comes to situations that you may find yourself up against, especially if you are a follower of Jesus, because the Bible says that we know in all things. Somebody say all things. Somebody say all things. All things, your current situation, your current employee status, your current marriage, your current financial situation, your current health status. Listen, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Those who have a dream, those that are called not to their own ambitions, but to God's ambitions and purpose. Don't give up on your dream, even if the journey is full of surprises, because if you know Jesus, God is working all things together for them that love him and are called according to his purpose. Come on, even in your situation right now, it may not feel like it, but can we thank God that in all things, he's working all things together for good. Come on, clap your hands and shout it to God with a voice of triumph. And the last thing, let's land a plane on this. Don't give up. Don't give up on your dream, even if it takes a long time to happen. Even if it takes a long time to happen, because I just got to tell you, it might. It might. It might take a long time for that to take place. But I want to encourage you today that the purpose of God and the plan of God will not be overdue by a single day. And I know it may feel like a long time. But this is what I know, is that we live in a microwave society, but we serve a crockpot kind of God. Come on, somebody, right? Anybody remember Hot Pockets back in the day? Y'all remember Hot Pockets? Anybody in the room? They still make Hot Pockets? Still a thing? Yeah, somebody said, yeah, they do. Okay, y'all remember Hot Pockets? And you remember you used to put that thing in the microwave for like 60 seconds, and that thing would come out at 47,000 degrees. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? And oh, as a kid, you thought, oh, man, this is so good, it's so healthy, this is great. Oh, this is, oh, I love it, I'm eating some food. When in reality, it really wasn't good for you. You know what I'm talking about? Like a hot pocket is probably not on your New Year's dream list for your, like, if you're trying to lose some weight. You know what I mean? But I, I want to tell you, I think so many times it's how we treat our spiritual life. I think so many times we, again, we live in a microwave, ATM, drive through society, but we serve a crockpot kind of God. That there is a process that he wants to take you through. It is not a speedy process. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes there's good days. Sometimes there's bad days. But even in the good and the bad, God is trying to show you something. God is trying to speak to you about something. God is trying to get you to look more and more like him every single day. We just have to listen to him. And I'm encouraging you, don't give up, even if it takes a long time. Because in the middle of what you're going through, in the middle of the process, God is taking you through it. Listen to me. I think about this. You can't Instagram integrity. You can't Facebook faithfulness. It's a process. These are things that happen over time, over time, process, process. It'll be great for a little bit, you take a step back for a little bit. You'll run after Jesus a little bit, and then, man, next thing you know, you get hit from the side. You think, oh, my gosh, God, where are you? And I want to tell you that even in the middle of that process, fix your eyes on Jesus. That in 2024, if I could give you a word of advice, 
is that I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. I know there's going to be good days. I know there's going to be bad days. But what I do know is that, guess what? None of it affects the Savior of the universe. None of it gets him nervous. An election in 2024 doesn't get Jesus nervous. Did you know that? You know, the economy does not get God nervous. God doesn't start sweating and thinking, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Guess what? No, no, he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. And my hope and my prayer for you is that, guess what, you would begin to dream again and that you would not give up on that dream even when it gets hard, even if it doesn't start off well, even if there's ups and downs, and even if it takes a long time. Did you know that from the time that Joseph had the dream to the time it actually comes into play, 22 years go by. And I'm mad when God doesn't do something in 22 minutes. 22 days. We're complaining, saying, God, where are you at? I, I know this dream has been conceived on the inside of me. I know you put it there. Why haven't I seen it come to pass yet? And I just want to tell you, don't give up, even if it takes a long time. That you would continue to just follow Jesus with everything that you've got. And again, 22 years go by. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 18, this is what it reads. Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Dream achieved. Watch what he says. Look, we are your slaves, they said. But Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? Watch this right here. And I love this verse so much. You intended to harm me. But God intended it all for good. And I, got, I, I think I just came to remind somebody today, on the last day of 2023, that you walked in this place ready to give up, ready to throw in the towel, ready to say, God couldn't use me. God, God, God you can't even stand me. God, you, there's no way that you can use my past. There's no way that you can use me to make a difference for you. There's no way that you can use me. And I came to remind somebody today that what the devil meant to take you out to discourage you, to distract you, to make you give up on that God-given dream that God wants to use you. That that might have been intended for harm, but God is wanting to use it and turn it all for your good. If you know him and you're called according to his purpose, if you're walking in his ways, that God wants to use you this year and years to come to make a difference for him. And Galatians 6, 9 says, let's not grow weary of doing good for at just the right time at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we what do not give up and so I came to remind you today in the midst of the hard in the midst of the scary in the midst of not knowing what's next the uncertain I am telling you today because God is telling you and encouraging you today do not give up for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you don't I came to remind somebody of that today if you will fix your eyes on Jesus, 2024, if we'll pray every day that song that we sing, pour it out on me, God. God, would you pour your spirit out on me every single day? Guide me, protect me, give me blessing, influence, protection, and your presence with me wherever I go. I just believe 2024, y'all, I mean, just get ready to blow these doors off of this place because it's going to get 
wild whenever there's some people saying, you know what, we're not going to give up when it's hard. We're not going to give up if it takes a long time. We're not going to give up if it's a good day or a bad day. We're going to be consistent with our eyes on Jesus because we know He never wavers. He never faints. He never grows weary. Come on, if you're thankful for that God that we serve, one time, can we give Him a big shout of praise in this place together? That's the God that we serve. Come on, 2023, it's over. Let's let's go. I, I just I think I don't know if I can pick a word for next year. I got one I'm gonna share with you in a few weeks. And it's not a pun word necessarily. I'll just go ahead and give it to you. I didn't give it to the first service. So y'all was in the second service, I'll give it to you. Stretch is the word. Ooh. Come on, y'all like to stretch? Anybody like to ooh, I don't like to stretch. I like to go straight to working out. You know what I'm saying? No stretching, none. Give me the dumbbells. Not stretching nothing. Stretching takes some discipline. Stretching takes some not fun to stretch. It's not often seen the stretching. I just believe that God wants to do that. And I just think that, again, if I could come up with another word, two words, it'd be let's go. That's it. Stretch, that's a fun one. That's kind of marketable. Let's go is the other word. Like we have been, now I'm off, off kilter right here, but let me just say this. I do not want to be a church that just shows up every Sunday. We get our 65, 70 minutes of church walk out, we never have any sort of interaction with Jesus, never any encounter with Jesus, and we go about living our lives mundane, Monday through Saturday, like God doesn't even exist. No, I want to have a church full of people that are dreaming about what God can do on the inside of them, that He wants to use you in that workplace. He wants to use you in your family. He wants to use you on that basketball team, on that football team, in that classroom, in that school, that God wants to use you. We just got to be available for him. And we just got to say, all right, God, let's go. Wherever you go, I'm going. Let's go. All right, wherever you call me to go, let's go. That, I'm sorry. That was, that was just that's just after. I was just fired all the way up about it. So I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. And I'll, I'll land on this. You got to understand that Jesus understood this process, right? That Jesus himself understood this process, that there were going to be good days and there were going to be bad days. But did you know that Jesus' mission on earth was to come and give his life for us. But did you know that that didn't take place for 33 years? And for 30 years, he was on the backside of a, a carpenter shop, doing life, living life. And for three years, he was in ministry. And ultimately, the, the ministry got to an apex where what he was doing was he was going and he was giving his life for us. He gave his life for you and I that, that again, God, show us our sin. I think all of us in the room can understand that we're all sinners, that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus came, and he didn't skip out on the process. He didn't kind of just jump from here to there. No, no, no. He was consistent. He came, and he lived a perfect life. The Bible says that he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sin. That his body was put on a cross. That the haters came. People were mocking Jesus. Oh, yeah, you say you're the king. Let's give him a crown. They crammed a crown of thorns on his head. They put nails in his hands and they hung him up in the middle of the day, hottest part of the day. And ultimately, he gave his life right there on that cross. The punishment and the, the, the payment that I should have made, Jesus did. Jesus paid it. And I just want to tell you today that Jesus would do that again for you and for me. Like he did it, even if it was just for you, but he did it for us. For, for a chance at a relationship with him. Isn't that incredible? Just a chance at a relationship. He would give his life up for for 
a chance at a relationship with you. It's 100% sealed. If you will say, you know what, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you, I want you to save me. Come in my life and be the Lord of my life. Man, I, I'm just so thankful that Jesus didn't skip out on the process. He didn't give up in the middle of the process. Even if it took a long time, he was willing to go and die for you and I. That is good news today as we end 2023. Especially if you're in this place and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. It's good news for you. So all across this house, would you mind standing to your feet? Bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe you're here and you realize today, I am a sinner. Man, I have sin in my life. That, Man, we don't have to teach our kids to do that. They just naturally do that. Guess what? I think you need to understand that our sin has made this huge gap between us and God. But Jesus came. But Jesus gave his life for us. He, he died the death I technically deserved. He gave his life for me and for you. And I just I want you to know that the Bible says that if we'll confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we will believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. So if you're in this place and you have never done that before, I want you to know that it's not based on the work that you do or I do. It's based on all that Jesus did on the cross. So if you're here and you need to give your life to Jesus today, you want to just surrender your life to what God has, has done through Jesus on the cross, say something like this. This is that confession point say something like, dear Jesus, would you come in my life? Would you save me? Would you forgive me? I believe that you died on a cross. I believe that you were put in a grave. And I believe that three days later, you got out of the grave. And now you're alive in me. Save me, forgive me, be the Lord of my life. Maybe that's you. Maybe you were praying something like that or just prayed something like that. Doesn't have to be word for word, but you meant it in your heart. You said, I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life today. If that's you, first of all, I want you to know that heaven is rejoicing, heaven is partying, and we at Purpose Church want to be celebration to be our response. So for you to make that decision, it is a big deal, I believe, to, to all of heaven partying because of the fact of what Jesus did in your life, and then I want to celebrate what Jesus has done in you as well. So if that's you and you say, hey, I just gave my life to Jesus today, would you mind doing something for me? Because I'm not going to ask you to be kind of reserved with it, because I'm not going to ask you to be reserved with anything else in your Christian walk, so especially this decision that you just made, if that's you and you just made a decision to follow Jesus today, would you raise your hand up above your head and would you wave it at me right now, come on, doesn't have to be, don't be ashamed of that, man, I love that, come on, wave at me, that's you, awesome, awesome, anybody else, say, yeah, it's me, great. I want to let you know there's a couple ways that you can let us know that you just made that decision to follow Jesus. I want to let you know that there is a salvation card in the seat pocket that's right in front of you. If you don't mind grabbing that salvation card, I would love, love, love for you to, to let somebody know that you just made that decision. Again, we don't count necessarily hands that go up. We want to have conversations with people that you just made the decision to make Jesus Lord of your life. That he did all the work, you just acknowledge him what he did did that, we want to know that, so that salvation card, if you don't mind filling that out, that would be awesome, come on either side of the platform in a second, we have people that are here, that love you, that care about you, that, uh, that we would love for you to share that with, and then also our connect corner, which is outside as well, you can share it there, or even you can scan that QR code and let us know that you made that decision, come on Purpose Church, can we celebrate people making the decision today to say yes to what Jesus has done for them on the cross, come on, can we celebrate that today?